Hello, Mr. Robinson. James Robinson is a New York Jet. After Brees Hall was lost for the season with a torn ACL, Joe Douglas, that handsome SOB, went out and got a running back in James Robinson from the Jaguars for a fifth-round pick. We'll talk about the addition of James Robinson. What else might the Jets do? Do they make a trade for an offensive lineman? Also, Elijah Moore is back. We'll talk about that situation. And it's time for revenge. Jets, Patriots, the 5-2 and two Jets look to make it 6-2 and two at MetLife Stadium. It will be a raucous atmosphere on Sunday. We preview Jets, Pats, and make our predictions. Oh, man, we got a special guest for you today on the show. It's starting Jets tight end, the new guy in town, Tyler Conklin, will join the program. All that and a whole lot more coming up on a Beat the Pats edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside my co-host, Jets beat writer for the Post, Brian Costello. We'll have a guest join us later, so stay tuned for that. But what a busy week in Jets land. We have about a thousand things to go over. Before we do, programming note, Kaz, you're off on Sunday because we will have a live Gangs All Here podcast following the Jets Patriots game Halloween weekend, 5 p.m. House of Q, American Dream Mall, presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers, just across that overhead tunnel. It'll get you there. Come on upstairs. Watch the live pod. It'll be me and, once again, former Jets fullback Tony Richardson. Wayne Corbett might be in the building, too, so come on out. The first one is quite depressing because it was after the Bengals game and it was a terrible game, but this is a new Jets team, and we hope that it comes after a win and a revenge game against the Patriots. We'll get into that Patriots matchup cause, but uh, we got to start off with the news of the week. And I said, you know, I, I predicted they're getting a running back this week within 24 hours. They got a running back on Monday. It, it's a tremendous deal. Cause I mean, it turns into a fifth round pick. If James Robinson, who they get from the Jaguars gets a uh, 260 more rushing yards this season, which if he doesn't, it's probably a bad pick. You hope he gets that, but uh, quite the move to go get a young Jaguars back in just his third season, 24 years old, right in the prime of his career. Yeah, I didn't think so, Jake. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I thought you could have done this without giving getting rid of a draft pick. He's a replacement level player. I think you could have signed someone off of somebody's practice squad and not given up a pick. I think he could go a bad night and, you, you know, you'd be all right. Uh, I didn't see why they had to give up a draft pick for a player. It's a fifth round pick, though. It's not like it's giving up a third or a second round. It's a draft pick for a guy who couldn't get on the field in Jacksonville right now, you know, so with it for a bad team. He's injury prone. Uh, he's had a lot of injury issues down there. They said he had a knee injury. That's why he didn't play Sunday. Just out in the field, he has a wrap on his knee. So uh, Salah doesn't know if he's going to play Sunday, said, you know, when he talked to us. So I think expectations are a little out of whack for James Robinson. I think. You know, he can be a nice complimentary piece to Michael Carter, but I wouldn't have done it. I would have, I would have signed, I would either go, I would have gone with what they had, 
I thought well, they, I was good. Or if, if you didn't think that, I would have gone searching practice squads and signed someone that way. I'm going to disagree with you here. I think you're not going to get as good of a player in a practice squad. The knee injury, yes, that I think could be a concern and may have factored in why the Jaguars traded him. But this was a guy who ran for a thousand yards in his rookie year. The most yards from scrimmage from an undrafted rookie in the rookie year out of Illinois State. Third year, he's averaging four and a half yards a carry. It's a yard more a carry than Michael Carter's averaging. And I like what they have, but it never hurts to have more. And with injuries on this team and in the NFL, you never know who else is going to end up getting hurt. And it doesn't hurt to have an extra guy. And I didn't think a fifth round pick was a ton. You know, it was essentially the pick originally the sixth that they got for Blake Cashman. So they turned Blake Cashman essentially into James Robinson. And that's an upgrade to me. We'll see if you're right. He probably is not going to play Sunday, but I think, he'll play. I think he'll play. I think he'll play. I just think he's going to play a lot. You know, Salah said he wasn't sure, but I think he'll play. I mean, Christian McCaffrey played last week and he got traded on Thursday. So this guy's got a whole week to learn to learn the offense. I think he'll play. I don't know how big a role he'll have Sunday yet. I think it shows Joe Douglas, you know, wants to win. I think that was a, a message to the players. Do, don't you think that infuses some life into this team that, all right, he's going to make a move. Maybe he, we'll talk about he goes after an offensive tackle to replace Elijah Vera Tucker. That injury kind of surprises out for the year with the torn triceps. But it shows you Joe Douglas is taking this thing serious and hoping this team can make the playoffs. I think he's always done that, though, Jake, right? Last year, Carl Lawson got hurt in the preseason. He traded for Shaq Lawson. I don't think this is anything new. Um, I think Douglas has always taken it seriously and always gone for it. Does it make a send a message? I, I don't know how much the locker room, you know, reads into that. I think these guys are confident regardless and believe in themselves. I think that's more us, the media, making a big deal about that. Like I said, I think, you know, this reminds me of Shaq Lawson a lot last year. Of They lost a player and then went out and traded for, for a replacement. Well, I think offensive line's got to come next. So you think they're going to trade for a tackle? I do. I think why? Because I think they need one. I don't think you're going to. George survive. Fan's coming back, right? Max Mitchell's but when? coming back. We don't know when he's coming back. No, no, but it's not. You know, he's in the building. He's he's here. He's doing stuff. So like, I mean, it's Cedric and Mike Remmers essentially right now until Fan comes back and Max Mitchell in a few weeks. But Max Mitchell's still a rookie. You're not relying on a rookie. Why not have more? Is my thing. Why not? What are you giving up? What are you going to give up? Tunsil. Tunsil, Jack, Jack Conklin would be uh, well, Tunsil, you're going to have incredible. to give up crazy amount of picks and you're going to have to give up like, a huge contract, isn't it? Well, they have money. And then there's the draft pick compensation that Laramie Tunsil is going to cost. That's not going to be a fifth round pick, Jake. Yeah, it might be a no. second or third. I, I would I, not do that. I would not I'm in that. the all in camp. Give away the pick and go get it done. That's a guy you can go out and get. Agreed? No, I wouldn't. I'd wait for George Fan. This team, I get it. They're, I get it. They've overachieved, but they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. This is still or this is still the middle stages of a rebuild, right? Like just I, I would not be going all in this year at all. What do you mean they're not winning a Super Bowl? Are you kidding me? I already booked my flight to Arizona. This is not winning a Super Bowl. You never know. We've seen, I, I would say we've seen crazier things, but that would be one of the crazier no. things you've probably <laughs> ever, ever If they made the Super Bowl, would that be the craziest thing that's happened in the history of your writing career in terms of an uh, improbable story? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. You know, Easily. <laughs> not like, I mean, it's, you know, the, I, the starting quarterback got punched in the face and broke his jaw. There was a plane that flew over practice saying, fire the GM. They traded for the most polarizing player in the NFL and Tim Tebow. So there's been some things, but in terms of like on-field achievement, yes, absolutely. That would be not even close. Saying there's a chance. Well, Sunday is revenge game, and we talked about Avera Tucker. We'll see if they trade for replacement trade deadlines Tuesday. On the next time I talk to you, we'll react to whatever else they did at the trade deadline, but I'm sure Joe Douglas 
is making calls. One guy who's not going to get traded, who's sticking with the team and is actually going to play on Sunday is Elijah Moore. What's your impression here? He looks like Salah says he's good to go. He's back. Um, you were just there today. I mean, you haven't seen much yet, but what do you think about the Elijah Moore situation? Yeah, I don't think they have a choice. You know, they need him. Um, it's not like they like they made it clear they weren't going to trade him. So I think now you got to work on work, welcoming him back into the fold and getting, uh, you know, the question is, where is his head at? We don't really know. Um, we haven't talked to him. You know, Sala was saying, oh, he's all in and all this stuff. But then I asked Sala, you know, is he still going to be traded? And so I was like, I don't know. I didn't ask him. So, you know, I think we need to see where his head is at. And, uh, you know, but Corey Davis didn't, isn't practicing Wednesday. I'm going to guess Corey Davis is not playing Sunday. So that opens some, some things up for other guys in the offense. Obviously, Brees, the Brees Hall injury is going to change the offense. I don't think they'll be as run-reliant as they've been. They're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. So there should be some targets in the game plan for Elijah Moore, and maybe that'll make them happy. And we've said it's been improbable. It's been insane how they keep winning. Zach Wilson is 4-0, but Kaz, like you said last show, he has not thrown for a touchdown in these last three games. This seems to be the game that something finally changes offensively and he throws the ball. The question is, will, you know, will he complete these, complete these balls is the big so question mark. What, what uniform will the guy catching the ball be wearing? Is the question, yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, listen, last year we have horror stories against the Patriots where the Patriots were throwing the ball up 30, essentially. And Will Parks was tweeting about that. These guys remember that, although he wasn't really on the team then. So I don't really know. No, he what, was not on the team. What, what he, he was talking about tweeting. I'd like to see a current guy on the team get mad about it. But anyways, I'm glad someone's mad about it. 54-13. They lost the home open at 25-6 to the Pats last year. They've just been getting destroyed. But this is a different Patriots team. It's not the same team. It's a quarterback saga going on there. Uh, they've had the Jets number for what seems like the past two decades. So and this was almost a year ago to the day. It was October 24th where the Jets lost 54-13. That was the game. Didn't Zach get hurt in that game? Yes. And then did. Mike White came in in the second half? No, second quarter. Second was, quarter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so listen, this is Zach showing right here. Like you said, they're not going to run it as much. Yeah, and, you know, we'll see what he can do. I thought in Denver he was really inaccurate. Uh, you know, he's amazing at extending plays, Jake, and he's uncanny in how he can feel the rush and take a couple, you know, make a spin move and get out of it. But then he has to figure out what to do with the ball after that because there was some of the throws against Denver were really risky after he escaped the sack throwing back across his body or flipping it forward. So, yeah, I'm curious to see if the team has to lean on him, what he can do. And, I, you know, they might be able to beat the Patriots with the same formula of defense and running the ball. It's going to look a little different without Brees Hall, but the Patriots obviously didn't play well Monday night against Chicago, so they might be able to do it. The next week when they play Buffalo, you're going to have to put up points. You know, you're not going to beat Buffalo uh, 16 to 9 or – you know, one of these scores. So they're going to have to put up some points. So we'll, we'll see this. This feels like a little bit to me, like the precursor to that game. Over or under 24 pass attempts, Zach Wilson. Over. All right. So you think he's going to throw it closer to 30 times yeah. for what would probably be the first time, I believe, this season. Uh, this is going to be a rowdy MetLife Stadium. They'll get to watch Sauce Gardner. Your AFC Defensive Player of the Week, much deserved. 
they're coming off a demolishing. I mean, they just got crushed by a, a very mediocre to below average Bears team in their own building on Monday night, a shorter week for them. And yet here comes Vegas disrespecting Robert Sala's squad yet again. One and a half point underdogs at MetLife Stadium. Kaz, what is the reason behind this? I don't get I don't it. Know. I was surprised at that too, Jake. I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. Well, you get three points for being home. So essentially, you know, they're saying that the Pats are like four point favorites in this game if it was in New England, which blows my mind because all the momentum is on the Jets side. Of course, this is one of those games. I mean, I don't know if I call it a trap game because the Patriots have notoriously been better. But you go into this one with Buffalo next week on the schedule. This would be a monster win. So let's preview it. Jets, Pats. 1 p.m. CBS MetLife Stadium. Again, Pat's one and a half point favorites. Moneyline Jets plus 105. Over under is 40 and a half. My favorites, Ian Eagle and Charles Davis on the call. I'll be there. Our producer, Andrew Hartz, will be there. We'll be talking to some fans before the game at tailgate. So have your food ready for us, cooked up and grilled up. Have the pulled pork on deck nice and hot for me. Jets, Pat's at MetLife. Halloween weekend, the Halloween Eve could get spooky, but finally it's a game where the Jets should be favored and should win. So, Kaz, preview the game, make your pick. Yeah, I, I do not have a good read on this one, Jake. Hey, that game Monday night was the most unpatriots-like game I've ever seen. They didn't look prepared, which is you never see that. Even when they lose, they, they it's usually not that. They didn't they didn't seem to think that Justin Fields was going to run the ball at all, and he ran all over them. So uh, the quarterback situation is a mess. You know, I don't know how the Jets react to losing Priest Hall. Uh, I think it's going to change the offense. But can they win this one like they've been winning? Playing good defense and, and just, can you know, not turn the ball over. You know, I'm leaning toward the Jets in this win, Jake. But then two things are pulling me back. Belichick, right? It's hard to go against Belichick. And what he's done against the Jets over the last 20 years, it's hard to go against him. And what you just mentioned, Vegas. Uh, that scares me. Like, what? What's what is Vegas seeing that I'm not seeing? So I'm not ready to make a pick yet, Jake. I am gonna, I'm gonna have to mull this over. People are gonna have to check out Sunday's New York Post to see which way I'm going. I'm leaning Jets right now. Wow, this is the first show you're not making a pick. I, I'm almost yeah, offended by this. Um, I, I just haven't. I have not had the time to really dig in yet on the numbers in this game and, and see. And I haven't. I watched the Patriots Monday night, but I haven't really looked back at what they. I know they beat the Browns and the Lions the last two weeks. I haven't really been able to look at those games to see, you know, how they're playing. Man, I want to beat the Patriots so bad. And Bill Belichick has announced, Cause who his starting quarterback will be. It won't be Zappy Hour. Half off Bud Lights? No. Half off High Noons? No. It'll be the Mac attack. Mac Jones, who got pulled from Monday's game against the Bears, will be the starter. And the way he looked against the Bears... I'm confident that the Jets' defense is going to be able to contain him. I'm confident Sauce Gardner is going to get an interception. I'm confident that the Jets will not lose to this Patriots team, despite Corey Davis maybe being out and a few few big injuries. The Jets have James Robinson now. They got Mr. Robinson. Hello, Mr. Robinson. Welcome to the New York Jets. And I think the Jets take down the Mac attack. Jets 23 Patriots 20, gangrene improves to 6-2. They go on a Halloween as one of the best teams in the NFL and a huge matchup against the Bills the following week. Jets beat the Pats, get the revenge in a close one at MetLife, 23-20. Well, Sunday, we'll see you there and come to American Dream, House of Q, 4.30-ish, 5 o'clock. We'll start the recording at 5. 
me and Tony Richardson and maybe a few other special guests will be in the building. All right, guys, coming up next, we'll be joined by the starting Jets tight end in his first season with the team, Tyler Conklin, right here on Gangs All Here. Five and two go to from two and five. So, I mean, feels pretty good to be a part of this team. All righty. Joining us now on Gangs All Here is a very special guest. He is the starting tight end for your New York Jets. Number 83. He played four seasons with the Vikings. The pride of Chesterfield Township, Michigan. He's got the beard of Zeus, long hair, long beard. Me and Kaz can't grow either, but he can. And that's Tyler Conklin. Tyler. Welcome to Gangs All Here. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. What a uh, fun first season. You know, the same old Jets mantra is a thing of the past. The Jets are 5-2. and two. This must be a blast for you coming from, uh, you know, one cold area in, in Minnesota to another cold area here in New York. The boys are hot right now. Yeah, I can't get away from it. Michigan, cold, Minnesota, New Jersey. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. A lot of us that, you know, signed here and, and whatnot when we came, like, we were excited. Like, if we can turn this thing around, it's going to be awesome. You know, just, uh, you know, being in, in this city and be able to turn things around is just, uh, obviously, we have a long ways to go, but to have the start that we're having, you know, it feels really good. Tyler, when you were out there as a free agent and your agent comes to you and says, hey, the Jets are interested, what's your perception of the Jets, you know, from, from your years in the league? Yeah, honestly, I just never really – I played against them once. I think it was my rookie year. But besides that, I just – I think I never really just heard much of the Jets. I guess being from the Midwest, like I obviously knew they were a, a team and I've met Darrell Revis and when, in the years where, where things were going well also. But, you know, just being in the Midwest and then in Minnesota, my dad was a Bears fan. Uh, you know, I grew up around the Lions. I played in Minnesota. I just never really thought about it much. So when they came to me, you know, I, th- I thought it would be, you know, a, a good experience to be out here on the East Coast and, you know, go somewhere where you can help you know, turn things around and, and at the end of the day, you, you know, create a legacy as, as a team. You know, we can go and keep keep winning and doing the things that we want to do. Um, you know, we have the chance to do that. How have you enjoyed New York so far? What's the lifestyle been like? Have you been out? Have you hit, hit Broadway? Have you hit the city with your family? What have you done? Yeah, we haven't done too much yet. Um, you know, we, we get down every once in a while for like dinner and whatnot, a couple of different spots. Uh, Le Baritain is a spot we really, really like down there, French place. Uh, my fiance's birthday uh, this weekend, or November first, so we're gonna go go down to catch steak for dinner. I think we're gonna get down there and go to um, Sushi by Boo. So we like to go out and, and eat and try different places, but we haven't got to really experience Broadway or you know we want to go to Saturday Night Live and, and do some different things eventually and get out and explore. So Tyler, you have a, an interesting background in terms of when you got into football. Uh, I did a story on you in the summer about that, but just kind of tell people who might not know about your your basketball background and then kind of how you, how you ended up playing football in college. Yeah, so really growing up, I played both football and basketball, but just really was a basketball player. I just really really enjoyed basketball, and we we struggled uh, as a football program in high school. We didn't win a game for about three years. Basketball, we were at a good program, and uh, you know when it came down to recruiting, I didn't really know how it went, and I signed early to go play basketball and didn't really. Uh, know pay much attention uh, to my football stuff and kind of when I got there you know I always made a promise to my parents I'd be the first division one athlete in my family and I went and signed and played division two basketball so I felt like I kind of you know lied right there so I ended up playing my first couple games as a true freshman in basketball and uh, you know after that I reached out to some schools to some schools that recruited me for football Central Michigan Michigan State and uh, you know asked if I could go and walk on and Central Michigan allowed me to walk on so what have you noticed the biggest difference playing in Minnesota versus playing for the Jets? 
Uh, you know, here team wise, we're I would say just a lot younger team here. Uh, Minnesota, we had a lot of a lot of vets, a lot of older guys. And I walked to a situation where Kyle Rudolph was the the tight end in the room, who was a you know eight, nine, ten year vet at the time. You know, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen. You know, on the defense side of the ball, you had Everson Griffin, Harrison Smith, Anthony Barr, just a lot of you know a lot of guys that made names for themselves in the league and. You know, you come here and it's a lot of a lot of younger guys, you know, where there's really early summer contracts or just signed, uh, you know, their their second contract. You know, just, it's just a hungry team. It's a fun team to be around. I think we really get to you know, just have good energy here. We get it. We get along really well. We have fun together. And uh, not that's like not that we did it in Minnesota, but it's just we're just young. We're just younger. I think we're all a little more similar when it comes to the age and, and things that we do. So. I think it really makes for a fun environment. And, uh, you know, we all push each other and compete and work really hard. So, Tyler, you were a rookie once, and you know how hard that adjustment is to the NFL. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of different guys come through. This rookie class has been pretty incredible and in just how quickly they've been able to contribute to such a high degree. What's it been like watching watching this rookie class uh, in these first seven games? Yeah, they really have. You know, I'm trying to think about, you know, players that came in as first or second round guys and really did some of the things that, the guys here have done and it's hard to you know besides Justin Jefferson who obviously has had a, a very good start to his career but to have you know multiple rookies between you know Sauce, Brees, Garrett, Jermaine you know all playing at a, a high level is you know, obviously a huge reason to why we're you know performing and winning games right now but uh, I'm just excited to see you know where they can all go in their career but it's definitely very impressive. What's it been like playing for Zach? I think a lot of guys backed him this summer the whole uh, Cougar storyline blew up and everything, I'm sure you guys had some fun behind the scenes with that. But what's it like uh, developing here with Zach? He, listen, his numbers aren't great, but he's 4-0, and and winning games is the most important thing right now. Yeah, I think we all enjoy giving him a hard time about the Cougar thing more than he liked it. But, you know, it's, it's awesome playing with Zach. He's, uh, like I said a lot when I was coming in, was just I was excited to play with a young quarterback, you know, with the potential that he has, uh, the arm talent that he has. And, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, numbers aren't everything. We're winning games right now, and he's getting better and better every week. We're getting better and better every week. And, uh, you know, just his ability to, to make all the throws and especially the off-schedule stuff, him being able to get out of the pocket and create. Uh, you know, those things are all going to, I think, really start falling for us and, and making a huge difference here as we get going later in the season. So, How much do you like blocking, Tyler? Because you've had to do a lot of that lately. Is this a true question? No. <laughs> you've had to do a lot of blocking lately with the way the running game has been going. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I like blocking. Um, I always prided myself on wanting to be a, a true tight end, you know, be able to play in the run game, play in the pass game, be a three-down guy. Uh, be able to meet beat man coverage, pass pro. Like that was kind of my thing. When I was coming out my rookie year, everybody said, Oh, he's only he only played basically receiver. He can't block. He can't block. So then I got I mean, I think I went to the combine and senior ball like two fifty five, which I wish I wouldn't have did, but you know, I was I was bigger than you because I wanted to prove to people that I could block. Cause I wanted to be, you know, a guy that could do could do it all. And, uh, you know, I think it's something I keep getting better and better at and improving that. And I think it's something our whole room, at, whole tight end room is, is willing to do. And we go out there and put a lot of effort into the run game, I think, on a weekly basis. The Jets haven't had a strong tight end core since really Dustin Keller was there about 12 years ago. And they went out this offseason. They got you, CJ Uzama. What has that dynamic been like? Well, you know, when we Jets fans heard that, we're like, holy cow, we went from like no tight ends to two. And then they draft Jeremy Ruckert. You got three. And it was all of a sudden a stacked tight end room. What has that dynamic been like having, you know, a guy who just went to the Super Bowl and Uzama and kind of a veteran leader there? Yeah, I mean, we have a great – we had a great room, you know, with Coach Mid and uh, Smash and Billy. We just have a really good room and a really good group of guys. I think 
kind of how I was saying how I pride myself in being an all-around tight end. I think every tight end in our room, and I think Coach Mid as a tight end coach expects that from us, to go out there and play hard in the run game, to, you know, catch the ball and make plays. And I think that's what we expect from ourselves. And it's just a, it's a fun group. CJ obviously went to the Super Bowl, been in the league for, was this year, eight for him. And it's just, he's a, he's a great guy, great personality, he's hilarious, ruck. Tight end is uh, you get you get a good a good group of guys. You guys that handle their business really well, but you know Ruck's funny. Being from out here and um, you know just I haven't been around many East Coast people, so just you know I get that experience with him. So yeah, I've noticed though, Tyler, in the in the locker room, Jake, there's cornhole that goes on constantly while we're in there, and CJ and and Ruckert are two of the biggest players over there. I haven't seen you over there, Tyler. Are you yeah, they don't they don't trust they don't trust me enough with the with the <laughs> cornhole right now, you know. Ruck is supposedly the ringer. Uh, yeah, yeah, he plays a lot of cornhole. Yeah, he plays a lot of cornhole, and CJ's good. They have a competition going on with uh, the specialists and the quarterback. So every time you get about five minutes of free time, you see Ruck and CJ over there throwing the bags around. But uh, uh, I'm a decent corn. I'm a decent bags player, cornhole player. So I'll, I'll start easing my way into it if they let me. We're going to see Ruck on ESPN 8, the Ocho, and the uh, Cornhole Championships coming <laughs> he up. probably will. I'm pretty sure he's won a, uh, like a tournament or something when he was a kid. <laughs> CJ just seems like the fun, most fun guy, by the way. Like my, my buddy Logan is friends with him, and he just seems like a guy you just want to pound bruise with on a Friday night. Yeah, CJ, CJ's the man. Uh, you know, he's well-connected. He likes to have a good time. He likes to drink. I think we all like to drink when we get the chance and the opportunity to. But, yeah, you know, he just he always has good energy. You know, he's, he's always cracking jokes. He's got, you know, he's just, I don't know, if you like, you watch his interviews or listen to him, you kind of, everybody kind of gets a picture. He's a, he's a really good dude, man. Fun to play with. And, uh, you know, we got, a, we got a really good group. Tyler, have you gotten a sense yet this week of kind of what the Patriots game means uh, for Jets fans in particular? I know for you guys, it's basically the next opponent on the schedule, but have you gotten any sense that this game is a little bit bigger for the fan base than the most? Please beat them, Tyler, please. <laughs> yes, I, I, have, I have got that sense. I think the whole, you know, the whole team has, uh, besides, you know, the way that, you know, we lost last year and, uh, on top of that, how big of a game this is being a divisional game and the fans, you know, I don't think there's anybody that wants it more than we do. So we're going to go out there and do our best to get that done. Uh, have you heard about this rival? Like, did you, you know, they, they crushed us last year twice. Like we want revenge, Tyler. Like we want to spank them. So if you're up 20 in the fourth quarter, do what oh, they, we're, we're going to keep spanking. Yeah. We're up 20 <laughs> in the fourth. We're going to keep spanking. That's the plan. We're up 20 in the fourth. We'll keep spanking. That's what I want to see. What about James Robinson coming in? What do you think about that addition? Have you uh, spoke with him yet? What do you think about that move? Yeah, I've uh, I've talked to him a little bit today. Uh, you know, I haven't had haven't talked to him much because it's probably been a whirlwind for him. But I've watched him play my was his rookie year. They came to Minnesota, so I saw him play his rookie year when he obviously had a really good you know coming out party. And then I've been watching his highlights and stuff as they get posted on, on Twitter and whatnot. And uh, you know, I think everybody's really excited to have him. And uh, you know, he's the hell of that. Tyler, what was the um, tight end university experience like for you over the summer? Uh, you know, it was it was a fun experience. Um, you know, with that four weeks you get off in the off season, like I don't like leaving home because everything just goes <laughs> so fast. So I just like try not to leave and do too much so I can enjoy it. But fiance really wanted to go to Nashville. She said, Let's go to Nashville. I'm like, All right, we'll go. So we ended up going, and really the cool thing about it was just meeting everybody. You know, uh, you know going out there because the football stuff that we do is really limited. You don't do that much. Uh, but, you know, when you do go out in the field, it's, it's cool to pick the brains of guys, um, you know, like Waller and Kelsey and some of these different guys and Kittle, who obviously has been a similar scheme to us, which I've talked about multiple times. 
but then just going out and, you know, we go out to the bars after and we just have a good time. And, uh, you know, it just ends up being a really fun weekend getting to meet, you know, meet different guys. And I enjoyed it. Sounds like you went to Tootsie's for a, a few hours, huh? We went everywhere. Jason Aldean's bar. I, I don't remember all of them, but that's exactly the problem. I don't remember all the bars. <laughs> it was National Tight End Day the other day, right? Wasn't yeah, it just Yeah, fast? it was. Yeah, Sunday. <laughs> does anyone, did, did you get anything for National Tight End Day? How does that work? Really a funny story. I'm kind of going to throw Melissa under the bus here, but uh, we were supposed to all get shirts and they sent a package, but they just didn't get to us in time. So we got them a little late. So I don't know, maybe me and CJ wear them out to practice or something. <laughs> they forgot. They forgot about us. That's why you have our holiday. Cause usually you get forgot about. There's a holiday for everything, a national tight end day. I mean, what the hell? That's a good one, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for you, yeah. I mean, uh, what else we got? Sweetest day? Yeah. I think national tight end day is a little better than sweetest day, right? <laughs> I think there's going to be national, like, Twizzlers day or something. There's something for every food. Every... Maybe Reese's, but not Twizzlers. All right, you'll celebrate Reese's over Twizzlers. Okay. How, what, what do you use for the beard? What's, what's the product? How do you keep that thing in line, and do you plan on trimming it before this Patriots game? I do not plan on trimming it before the Patriots game. Like I said, my fiance would be really happy about it if I did. But, uh, you know, the Beard Club sent me some stuff. So every once in a while, I put a little uh, beard oil on there, beard cream. I brush it every morning. But besides that, I really don't do too much. Get a get a lineup every every Friday before the game. Look good, play good. Can I see the hair right now? What's the hair? Uh, the hair looks crazy right now. Oh, whoa. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> That thing, you, you might be a star in Nickelback. You're like in a rock band at that thing. <laughs> I like to think like a Jason Momoa stunt. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Momoa stunt double. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried out for that role? Are you going for that? No, I'm thinking about it maybe after I'm done one of these days. Guys, I could see him being a movie star. Can't you? <laughs> I, I could act maybe. I just don't think I can act. <laughs> Back to the Jets. This defense is just unbelievable, Tyler. Like, do you have, are you like – full of joy watching them on the sidelines. And I'm sure you see it in practice every day. They are just killing guys right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I obviously know about the defensive line, having to practice against them all camp and knowing what a uh, pain in the butt that is to deal with. But uh, it's awesome watching them play because they fly around. I mean, I don't know if I've ever been part of a, well, I mean, it's like the way this defense hits and, you know, the big hits you just see on a weekly basis and the turnovers just, you know, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Last one for me, Tyler. You, you mentioned him before, Ron Middleton. The Jets fans got to see him a little bit last year because he he was the interim coach when when Salah had COVID. He, he coached a week, so he did some press conferences. But he he's a funny guy. I mean, what what are his meetings like? Oh, he's hilarious. I mean, I, I can't you know just his one liners and some of the things he says. Uh, it's hard to explain. You kind of just have to be there. But uh... do you guys imitate him? I feel like he's a guy yeah. you could imitate a little bit. He is a guy you he is a guy you imitate. It's just hard to imitate because it's a hard thing to follow up. Like he's just so like some of the things he says and the way he says them, like you can't. It's just not as funny when you when you imitate it. But yeah, he. I mean, besides being a great coach, like our meetings are fun. He's a um, obviously played for a long time, so he understands the position, understands you know the the hard situations we go through. So um, you know, I love love playing for him. I think we all do. How do you like Coach Shala? Has he been a fiery coach? Has he fired you guys up? What's it been like playing for him? Yeah, he's definitely a fiery coach uh, from Michigan. So, you know, I love that, obviously. Not too far from where I'm from. He's from Dearborn. I'm from Macomb. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you just, you know, you you believe in him. Uh, you know, he's a guy that he lit, he, he walks the walk, he walks the walk, talks the talk. Um, you know, and you, you just you believe what he says. You know you're going to get everything uh, out of him. And uh, he's a guy you really want to go out there and, and lay it all on the line for on Sundays.
All right, since you're a new Jet, we'll close it out with a little rapid fire. First thing that comes to mm. you when I give it to you. Here we go. Uh, I'm nervous. Favorite food? Oh, steak. Good choice. Uh, football inspiration? Ooh, uh, Calvin Johnson. What tight end do you emulate yourself after? Uh, Antonio Gates. Okay. Uh, favorite city to visit? Uh, that's hard. Um, this isn't rapid. Uh, <laughs> favorite city to visit. Gosh, I'm going to go New York right now. We love New York. We've been getting down there. There we go. Uh, dog or cat guy? Oh, dog. I got two. Yeah, that's the only answer right there. Yeah, that, that, yeah, 100%. Cool. Favorite movie? Gladiator. Oh, interesting. Favorite artist? Like, what's your pregame playlist? Who do you got going? Uh, pregame would be rap, probably Lil Durk, Future. Um, yeah, I'm a rap guy pregame, though. All right, a little March Madness pregame. I, I could do March Madness. <laughs> um, what else? Celebrity crush. Your fiance is not listening. Mm, um, <laughs> Scarlet Joe. Oh, that's a good one. That's that's top five dead or alive right there. All right, that's a good for now. Tyler Conklin. Follow him on Twitter at t underscore conk one. Follow him on Instagram t underscore flight one. Good luck on Sunday. Beat the stupid Patriots, please. <laughs> Uh, and I got to ask you what Andrew Harsh just commented. What's your Halloween costume Sunday? If you win, what are you, what are you going to be? Uh, see, last year I was Cal Drogo from Game of Thrones or two years ago. I was Cal Drogo from Game of Thrones. The uh, fiance was Khaleesi. Um, I don't know. I got to probably just get all the Jason Momoa ones out of the way. Maybe Aquaman because <laughs> yeah. one of the, one of the ladies in here, Gail, that, uh, Massage, massage lady. She keeps telling me to be Aquaman. So I think I'm gonna be Aquaman. That literally <laughs> couldn't think it's, of anything. It's easy. Better. It's easy. Easy. Yeah. Just put on your own costume, your own face. Yeah. All right. Jets exactly. are five and two. Let's make it six and two. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks for coming on, gangs. All here, Tyler. No, I appreciate you guys having me. We're gonna keep spanking. Alrighty, that'll say adios to episode 117 of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Josh Crawford for helping me in producing the show. Tyler Conklin, great guy. Fun, fun interview. So glad he was able to come on. Just a cool guy, just a cool dude, like loves drinking. Like, I just want to go out drinking with these guys. You know, I will hopefully have CJ on at some point. We'll have the whole tight end room at this point. Maybe we'll get Dustin Keller back in the mix here too. He's always the jersey that was behind me. We'll just get all the tight ends on this show make sure you catch up on all episodes of gangs all here subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google amazon wherever you get podcasts give us a five-star rating write a nice review and subscribe to the new york post sports youtube page full episodes uncut unedited are all there we appreciate your support don't forget on sunday come out to the house of q second floor american dream mall right after jets patriots at medlife stadium just cross over the tunnel go in american dream and catch a live recording of gangs all here with me and special guest former jets fullback the legendary tony richardson wayne corbett might be there might be a few other people there gonna be a fun crowd it's presented by tri-state cadillac and hopefully it's a happy victory live podcast so i want you to be there jets fans come on out join us you can ask wayne tony questions ask me best chicken parm spot i'll give you all the answers you need so come out to house with you american dream we'll start at 5 p.m we'll be setting up around 4 30 depending on when the game ends after a hopeful jets win over the pats we'll see you for the live show sunday it'll drop 5 a.m monday we'll see you then and thanks for listening to gangs all here and let's go jets beat the pats Happy Halloween, everybody. No costume here, just me. Peace.